Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoy our content, please click that subscribe button and turn on your ring notifications. Also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Our episodes come out every Monday at 8 p.m. and your support will go a long way. Before we head over to the podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to buy or sell your home or just curious about how much it's worth? Visit alessandrodevinohomes.com today. Working with Alessandra of Compass will give you the edge in navigating the real estate market. And by ASF Sports and Outdoors. ASF is your community hub for all your sporting goods. ASF Sports and Outdoors, expert advice every day. And now, let's head over to the podcast. Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today and welcome to the Prep Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Devino, and today I'm sitting with uh, Lauren Garcia. How are you, Lauren? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Uh, Lauren uh, is, was a member of the Staples Girls soccer team for four years. She recorded 37 goals and 33 assists in her four-year career, uh, including 18 goals and 14 assists her senior year. Lauren was also elected to the All-Decade Girls Soccer Team for the State of Connecticut from 2010 to 2019. It's quite an achievement. Uh, she's also a member of the Top 150 Players Nationally in 2015, as ranked by Top Drawer Soccer. Lauren was the FCAC Championship Game MVP in 2014. She was all-conference and all-state teams in 2014, played four years Division I soccer at Seton Hall, appearing in 43 games over four years, 25 of them as a starter, playing a total of 979 minutes. How does that sound? <laughs> I think you got it all. <laughs> yeah, we got it all. No, it's great. Uh, and again, thanks so much for being here. And I think the first thing I want to kick off with is really talking about your time at Staples. You were there four years, right? Were you varsity all four years? I was, yes. Excellent. Okay. So talk to me about, I think we went through three coaches, correct? The whole tenure and everything like that? Yeah, three coaches. Um, you know, overall had just such a great experience. It was so much fun. I played with a bunch of really talented soccer players. Um, you know, we all respected each other. We all, and actually I grew up with a lot of them, like playing rec and premier. Mm -hmm. So that was really awesome. Um, so we had a lot of fun and yeah, went through three coaches, okay. Vicky Ross and Kiara, my freshman year, Heather, my sophomore year, and then Barry and McKenzie, eventually my sophomore or sorry, my junior and my senior year. Um, and they were just all super supportive. Love them. Um, to this day, I'm still in contact with Barry and McKenzie. Um, so yeah. And they have all also played such a great role in the growth of this program. It's really yes. cool to see how far it's come. Um, yeah, my freshman year, for example, we only the the men's team was able to practice on Loeffler. Really? Yeah. So we we the women's team only practiced at Wakeman. So okay. now, do you know that Loeffler is completely out of like mo nobody plays games at Loeffler anymore? Really? Yes. Oh, I did. I didn't so know like, that. even the boys and the girls both play Wakeman. Oh, okay. It was so, different back. back yeah, when back I was back there. then it was a big deal to play in the hill, right? Yes, it was. Right, yeah. but now like both boys, girls team both play Wakeman. Oh no more my Lafa. gosh. Okay, so that's that's definitely a change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was cool to see. You know, yeah. the girls get some playing time on that field because it only made sense. That was yeah. where our home home games used to be. Right. Um. So that was a big change, and then you know, eventually my senior year, we ended up winning FCX. So that was awesome, which we hadn't done in like 20 something years for the program. So long drought, you guys were able to accomplish yeah. it. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I think when, uh, when Barry McKenzie, you know, talking about the program, we're able to win back to back. That was another long drought. The program, you know, went through and now it's over. So it goes to say about their, their, how, how their, uh, work has been, you know, great for yeah. the program. Yeah. It's been uh, awesome. Okay. Now I, I wanted to ask you about, um, you mentioned, uh, Loeffler and the grass and, mm -hmm. 
So at Seton Hall, did you guys, how, how was it like playing there? Was it turf, grass? Talk to me about how the, your whole experience at Seton Hall was compared to your high school experience. Yeah, it was turf. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it was definitely such a high level of soccer. You know, you, you always think you're prepared training in the summer. You're like, I'm ready for this. Um, but that first practice really just is such an eye opener. It's such a higher, higher level um, that definitely takes some adjustment getting used to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall had a great experience. Um, it was definitely a lot, you know, balancing a college course along with, you know, Division One soccer where you have like two games where you're traveling usually over the weekend and then you have practice every day. Um, yeah. And then on top of courses. Um, but overall, it was just an amazing experience. You know, I got to play at like a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot, you know, not only through so- like with soccer, but also, you know, valuable life lessons that I took out of it. Um, so, yeah, it was overall just like really great. So I, I want to ask a question, which is like, I don't know if the conception of people know that. So and this is kind of a little bit of what I, you know, what I've heard, what I, you know, what I believe is like, do Division One athletes get any special treatment when it comes to classroom work? <laughs> no. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Right. Because <laughs> you like the division is like sometimes you you're watching you know the sports on TV and you're talking mm-hmm. about all their majors. I'm like, how are they doing this? And they're practicing so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, walk us through a day like that. I mean, how hard is it to do both? It's it's a lot. I mean, definitely the first month it takes a little bit of adjusting. You know, you got to figure out like when you can study. You really have to plan out your time very specifically so you. Mm-hmm you get everything that you need to do done. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, we didn't skip anything. We, when we were on the road and we had tests, like say on like a Friday or something like that, like we would take those tests in the hotel um, while we were away. So yeah, our coaches were very big on academics too. So yeah, no special treatment. And did you have to maintain a certain GPA to keep, you know, uh, eligibility and all that too, right? Yeah, I think it was a three, Point oh, I might be making that up, but yeah, uh-huh. we definitely had a minimum of what we had to get. Um, and we actually, I think one year we had like an average of 3.7. Um, so we really tried to like keep our GPAs up. Yeah. It's, it's important, right? I mean, because you, 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 you want to make sure that you're there for a reason, which is get your degree yeah. and, and learn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, you know, staying on the college topic, and we'll go back to Staples in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about your recruiting process, yeah. the first thing you remember, and how, how that process was like for you? Yeah, so... It started really in middle school, which is super early. Um, But I knew I wanted to play soccer in college, even at a young age, um, because I loved it so much. So I started with the Olympic Development Program, and that is, it's not an actual league. It's not a premier team or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but they had um, opportunities to have showcases with college, um, college coaches in the summer at their ID clinic or their summer camp clinic. Um, so that was step one. I just wanted to get as much exposure as I could. And then ECNL became a thing. Um, ECNL, I'm sorry, what, what is that? ECNL is the elite club national league. Okay. And that's kind of like a step up from premier. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I made it a goal to make that team because, you know, I knew that was like the next best thing, you know, best, best for my exposure. And it really was because, um, every game there would be college coaches there. Every tournament, tournaments were huge. There was like 70 coaches on the line um, watching your games. So that kind of started uh, the recruiting process, commu- like uh, conversations. And how is that playing a game like that in front of that amount of coaches? <laughs> it was definitely a 
a little it was a little scary but you know you got to do what you got to do you got to show up you got to perform um and you got to you know get on people's radars so did you feel the other players like were just playing harder because of what it was and for sure yeah Yeah. everyone was just you know putting in their all like to make sure they like played their best in front of these coaches because you know the pressure is high when you're at these tournaments especially if you want to go to uh, play at like um play in college so Um, but yeah, that's where, really where all the comms started. Coaches start reaching out to your coaches and then you go to, well, what I did is I would go to their ID clinics for colleges that were interested or mm-hmm. showed interest. Um, even with, you know, colleges that I was interested in, they weren't interested in me, you know, they didn't reach out or anything, but I just wanted to get on their radar. Um, and I'd even go to college campuses, mm-hmm. um, because academics was a huge thing too, um. So, and I try to meet with uh, any of the coaches, either the assistant or the head coach, and just introduce myself and be like, hey, you know, I love the school, like, would love to, like, you know, come to yeah. an ID clinic or something like that. Just putting my foot in the door. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, you know, you kind of narrow down what colleges you're really interested in. And then junior year comes and you, you can actually directly have conversations with coaches. Um, so that's where you kind of become serious right there, right? <laughs> it becomes very yeah. serious, very yeah. fast. Um, yeah. And then you just kind of whittle away. You Did know? you commit during your junior year or during your senior year? My junior year. So you so you played your whole senior year already knowing where you're going to do. Yes. yes now, I'm sure that was like a stress-free season for you. <laughs> it was. Yeah, definitely. Everything leading up to it, it was kind of yeah. like, oh, finally, <laughs> like right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, I mean, I can imagine like when that decision is made, like everything you kind of worked for materialized. Right. So now I so said, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing, you got your next step in life. And it kind of, you know, yeah. maybe that's why you had that incredible season, right? 18 goals, 18, 14, you never know. <laughs> yeah, like, less stressed. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so now I want to just shift back a little bit to talk about Staples, mm-hmm. right? And uh, your whole time there. And is there like a story, something you can share to us that kind of like, I'm sure there's a lot of them, but one that you can point out, the audience that will like, you know, make everyone say, hey, this is what, you know, Staples was for you. Oh, I have so many stories. Um So just one story that really sticks out to me, that's Mm -hmm. like, uh, probably FCX, honestly, that was truly one of like the best days of my like high school or even like soccer career. It was so incredible. The energy, like so many fans came, there was like such pride in like playing for Westport. Um, And, you know, everyone was just working their butt off. Like we were tied for a majority of the game. Like I remember... Mary Benowitz, our old goalie, made this like awesome save that could have like kind of like closed the game down because we were in overtime. Um, and then I remember, you know, Maggie Walsh in the middle just bumping this girl, getting a turnover, and that allowed me for the opportunity to take a shot to actually, you know, get that goal to tie us for um, FCX. So yeah, that was that was a that was a great game. Yeah, that, that sticks with you, right, for a long time. Okay, now do you have a history, uh, a story off the field? Off the field, yeah. <laughs> so I used to get insane calf cramps. Uh-huh. So before every single game, uh, Mackenzie would actually make me have, and also everyone, just so everyone didn't get calf cramps. But, you know, I was like the number one. Like every other game, I'd always get a calf cramp. Mm-hmm. Um, she would make us uh, have a pickle before every game to get that sodium in. And an apple just for energy. So pickles and apples before every single game. 
so that's almost like you're back at rec having a snack before yeah. the game right because <laughs> yeah. that's because at rec like i feel like that's what it's all about right it's like the highlight of every game right. is the <laughs> is the snacks right uh-huh. who's gonna handle the snacks i remember coaching rec and that was like the as a coach that was the most important part of the game you want to go but that's amazing and i think as you know you, you look back at your time at staples and your time in high school and everything you went through um any advice you'd give out there to someone who's like you know trying to follow that path to play you know in college uh, what would you say to them? Say, here, this is what you should be working on. This is what you should be focusing on. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just putting in the extra work. You know, it that kind of, that's what really separates you from, like, other players. If you're, like, in your free time, on your own, going to get touches at the field, extra shots, extra everything, extra running. Like, mm-hmm. really just putting in your 110% effort, um, not only at practice, but also, you know, in your own time. Okay. And then... Um, you know, you, you mentioned you played ODP, you played uh, the ECNL, mm-hmm. uh, played club, played all kinds of things. What What is the, um, where would you say I had the best time playing of all these places? Honestly, at Staples. Staples, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just such a fun experience. Um, I guess, you know, there's always pressure with playing, but it was definitely like more of a less pressure pressure situation i was just like really excited for every single game every single practice it was just like there was such a fun um environment around it um not that you know premiere and you know college weren't fun but it was definitely a little more high pressure so and there's also like a pride you Mm -hmm. know playing for your hometown so that's definitely different um and what you know. You're playing with uh, with your friends. You grew up with yeah. them, right? So you play through rec, through all that stuff. So it's like you can remember a lot of that. Yeah. I think the other day I just saw that one of the, the soccer players for the girls team got announced to uh, college. And one of her pictures was like um, her friends in rec. Yeah. Right? It's like her four friends in rec. That was like there was, okay, here's the announcement and here's where it all started. Right? right? That picture in rec is probably something she holds you to her heart, right? And I'm sure that you, totally. it's probably the same for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and then talking about how you go from... Uh, playing the Staples to play the Seton Hall, what was that transition like? I know you mentioned the, the quality of the plays is very different, mm-hmm. but what is the main difference that you see that playing high school to playing the college? It's just a lo- honestly, just it comes down to the level of competition. Um, okay. I played against some really, really amazing soccer players um, that ended up going professional too. You know, you're playing like nationally ranked teams, um, and you have to adjust like. Mm-hmm there's definitely more adversity that you have to face when you're in college. You know, you come in as a freshman after playing, you know, how many minutes you usually do to like really fighting for time. So, you know, I had to really get mentally tough and, you know, grit down and like do whatever I could to just like earn that playing time. Um, So yeah, that was like really the big. And you, and you mentioned mentally tough, right? And, I guess like the the role of confidence coming from a place where maybe you you know you kind of reigned right in your high school going to a place where now you're just you know someone trying to fight for a spot. Right. How how do you how do you mentally handle that? What advice you give someone who's kind of making that shift, or maybe yeah. someone who's like at a team right now is not playing so much, right? But is yeah. trying to retrieve for that. How did you handle that mentally? I honestly just try to stay positive. Um, if you kind of get in a bad mindset, you know that you could spiral. You know, you never know how that's going to yeah. go. So just try to stay positive. Um, just know your time will definitely come if you put the work in. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's just my big advice. Stay positive. Stay positive. Yeah, because I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, not that you ever roof somebody to get hurt, but uh, the course of a game of a season, it's a long season. Right, and, and the coaches always talk about the importance of the players who are just part of the group. I mean, they're not 
there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've talked, you know, I've talked to Barry, you talked to the coach, and they always talk about how important those players, they are not on the field every day, but are practicing, helping you get ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, how how would you handle? How would you talk about your teammates who are really at practice, giving you everything, but don't get to play at all times? You're still a part of the team. You still yeah. got to show up. You still got to support the team. Um, you know, Barry and even my college coach, you know, made it a big point, you know, to kind of express that, like, if, even if you're not playing, you're still part of the team. Like, you still got to show up, um, and whether it be on the field or it's off the field, cheering on your teammates. Okay. All right. So now, give me a college story. That was kind of, you know, that kind of s- stuck out to you. you. You told us about Staples. Give us a, co- a good college story. It could be soccer, it could be off the field, something funny, something that happened with you that maybe some listeners will relate to this. Okay. Let me, that's a tough one. It's been a little bit. Um, one time, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like totally blanking. Um, that's Okay. Maybe the, the Staples ones are just better. The same, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> the Staples are just better. Yeah. But you, you, you always seem to think that, you know, there's something there that happened. That you're like, wow, okay, this is what it's yeah. like. Something, I mean, honestly, I, I think back and I just think of like the amount of like hard work that we did. That's really like, that's really it. We did like so much lifting, so much running, um, that's what it, like my mind is going to right yeah. now. <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I, I talked to the, the, the freshman coach and he mentioned to me about, you know, how players, when they get there, a lot of times, you know, the coaches in college are even, you know, you're already a foreign player, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're really trying to get you in shape and get you in game shape. Yeah. Right? And then he said one time a player asked me, you know, about soccer and he said, well, I don't know much about soccer, but you'll be in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that seems like what happens a lot because you just have to outwork everyone. Yeah. You just have to outwork everyone. Yeah. Well, Lauren, thanks so much for being here. It was a pleasure having you. So we're going to answer some quick hits. I got some uh, questions here for you, and you'll give me a yay or nay on everything we got. All right. right? Sounds good. All right. So rap or pop? Pop. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. The movie theater or Netflix? Ooh, movie theater. Favorite Starbucks drink? Just your plain old coffee, iced coffee. Pizza or sushi? Sushi. Math or English? English. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Crossfit or yoga? Crossfit. Beach or sightseeing? Beach. Roller coasters or bumper cars? Bumper cars. <laughs> One thing you can't live without? My phone. If you could have lunch with any historical figure, dead or alive, who would it be? Messy. And if you could change one thing about the world, what would that be? It's brokenness. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure having you. Yeah, thanks for having me.